Welcome to the Sin Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sirik, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? This is a podcast where we discuss the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Let's go! All right, Ron, we just had Super Wildcard Weekend. How did you enjoy the games? Uh, they were good, entertaining. Um, some of them were blowouts, so not really entertaining. And then, of course, both of our teams uh, lost, which was to be expected, uh, unfortunately. But, um, you know, I still enjoyed the weekend. I appreciated, uh, you know, having a wild card super wild card weekend and, and uh having that monday night game too uh was was pretty good yeah you know at first i was i was i was, i didn't know how to feel about that monday night game i was i had mixed emotions about it but then when i was watching it i was like wow a playoff game on a monday night so i guess it's not too bad i really i really enjoy that um in you know, I would say out of the five games, was two were competitive. Would you say? Uh yeah. Two two games were competitive, and and then the rest were uh, pretty much over pretty quickly. Yeah, I would say very quickly. And you know, let's let's not even do news. Let's just go right into the obituary for each of our teams. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start with the Patriots or the Steelers? Let's start with my Steelers. So they played on Sunday night. They played against the Chiefs. We watched that game together. We picked the Chiefs to win last week. Mm-hmm. We know this is going to be an up here battle. But yeah, you... You were very confident when you came in to watch this game. So what what changed your mind from last week to this week where you were like, I think the Steelers have a chance? Uh, a few things were going our way. One, Juju was back in action and he was going to play, uh, dress up, you know, and be ready to go. So I thought he would make a huge difference. Um, and I thought our defense, um, with all our guys uh, being healthy, um, I thought they would give us a chance uh, to, you know, keep the game close and potentially pull off uh, an upset at the end. I, you know, a lot of it was, you know, Juju Smith being back. I really thought he would make a huge difference. Obviously, when he was playing, you could tell he, you know, still is, wasn't at 100%. He uh, sacrificed his body coming back early uh, for the good of the team. But, you know, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't enough, obviously, with him being there, um, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, the game, the first quarter, the way that went, um, I was, you know, super excited when we, we started off uh, with that, you know, the strip fumble. Uh, and and uh, TJ returned it for a touchdown. We took an early lead. And, I, you know, my I was... You know, at that point, thinking, yeah, we really do have a chance. You know, if our defense can just keep playing like this, 
Uh, and if our offense, who hadn't, hadn't done anything at that point, you know, in the first quarter, if they could do anything at all, you know, we'd have a chance. But obviously, things turned around really quickly in that second quarter. And next thing you know, we're down uh, 21-7 to 7 right off the, you know, as we went into halftime. So, Yeah, I mean, it was going to take more than just defense. And I like, I like the Pittsburgh's defense, but I was like... You know, when you were up 7 nothing in that beginning of the second quarter, I still was like, there's no way that just one touchdown from your defense is going to be enough, right? Right. Yeah. No, I, I didn't think that would be it. I thought our offense would have to do something, and of course they didn't. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers here from the game. 478 total yards from Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and it was, you know, the realization that Big Ben is no longer good enough for, I don't know, it was just like, it was sad because he was overthrowing people, he was short on throws, there was tons of drops, right? Yeah. I mean, there were tons yeah. of drops from the, from the Steelers, but yet, you look at Big Ben and you're like, you just... I mean, this is it, right? This is definitely it. Yeah, it, it was time. Um, you know, we it was good to have him back for one last season. Uh, but you can tell pretty quickly into the season that he wasn't the same quarterback. And, you know, I, I, I think this was just another game where it showed. You know, you look at just the numbers itself, you would think, okay, it's not, not too bad, 92.5 rating. Uh, threw for two touchdowns, uh, 215 yards. But, you know, all of that, most of the offense was just um, at the end of the game where the game was well out of hands. And, um, you know, it, it was pointless. And that's where he's been able to, to do most of his uh, scoring, uh, if he does anything at all, is, is uh, at the end with garbage time when the defense is just relaxed. Uh, but when the defense is, is locked in, um, you know, it's been struggle fest, and that's that's exactly what happened uh, this past weekend. Yeah, and I saw Najee Harris twenty nine yards, but those were like, you know, by the time that the offense was down so many points, it was like twenty one to seven. It really didn't matter whether or not he got the yards because you were gonna pass regardless, right? Right. Yeah. You know. When we were down that quickly, it was time to get the uh, receivers going. Um, you mentioned we had a couple drops. Deontay had a couple crucial drops in the uh, the first quarter, um, and I believe the second quarter that kind of killed you know some of our drives that could have continued. But yeah, you know, at the same time, um, we needed some some other players to step up too uh, on offense, and that just didn't happen. Yeah, it was you know. You were excited that first quarter, and I saw you, and you were like fist pumping, and you were like, yes, this is going to be different, yes. Mm -hmm. And it was like a slow turn when, you know, when Mahomes was making those deep throws and they were scoring. It was like a, you were slowly realizing that, no, my team, my team is suck. My team is no good. There's no way to compete with Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and it's not that, I mean, we didn't, I, I don't want to say we played 
completely poorly on defense. Um, we, we gave up some big throws. Mahomes made some great plays. Um, we just didn't get enough pressure on him at all, um, obviously. We sacked him three times. We needed more than that, and we needed some, some turnovers from him. Um, he just threw the one pick. Um, you know, we, we just couldn't. One, it's hard to play defense, right, when you're always on the field. And because our offense is going three and out, three and out, three and out, our defense just got tired towards the end. And uh, they weren't able to keep up with the, uh, you know, Kansas City's receivers. So, you know, that's that's what happens when you, you know, you can't, you only play one side of the ball, unfortunately. And uh, their defense, you know, eventually, you know, they collapsed a little bit and uh, Kansas City started to, to score at will. Yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was basically... Uh, lamb to the wolves type deal right because i feel like this happens every year where there's some some teams that sneak in and you're like this team has no chance against this team and we knew it at least i recognize it you recognize it because we've been watching this team all year so you know that big ben was washed up and you you still had a little bit of hope so i i commend you for that because, you know, and we'll talk about the Patriots shortly. I had no hope. But you had, like, a little bit of hope. And you were like, oh, I think we could do it tonight. But the side... I, I, I wouldn't say you had no hope. You, you did have some hope. I, I, um, I was more excited about the pulled pork sandwiches than I watched the game. <laughs> Let's just say that. And when I got more excited about the wings and the pulled pork, I'm, I'd have had no hope with that game. But you still had hope, even though your quarterback in the middle of the week was like, we have no chance. And you still believe that you had a chance. So I, I commend you for that. I, I will yeah, give he, you props. He, he was being sarcastic, but, you know, I, I I had hope, like I said, when Juju was playing. I thought, you know, everything seems to be falling right and landing right. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a quarterback that can play, it, you know, you, you're not going to win. At this level, um, especially you know, when you're in the playoffs, going against a high-powered offense like the the Chiefs, so they had no chance. Um, I, I I think all my hopes were dashed when you know they quickly got up 21-7 and they got the ball back in the second half. You know, I knew it was over at that point. Yeah. So so let's let's close the door on the Pittsburgh Steelers. What is I don't want to go into too much detail because we, we are going to have kind of like a draft day podcast. But like in your estimation, other than Big Ben, what were the highs and what were the lows of this season? Um, so I think the highs for me were, you know, obviously TJ Watt, not even being fully healthy for the season, but being able to tie the uh, sack record. Um, you know, I think that was definitely a, a high. I think uh, some some guys stepped up too on defense. I was a little bit surprised of like uh, Sutton, um, for example. Um, you know, Najee Harris. I think is a, it was a high. He went the entire season basically with uh, with all those carries and uh, not having a fumble during the regular season. I know he fumbled here in the in the playoffs, but I thought he had a very very productive year considering uh, what he was up against. You know, running behind a really you know shitty O line, um, so you know I, I I thought you know 
for the most part, he did well. I, I did think Deontay Johnson uh, throughout the season solved his uh, problems with the dropsies. You know, he did really good compared to last year in terms of uh, catching the football. Um, so, you know, he led the team uh, with uh, both reception and yards uh, this year. And I think the future is going to be bright for him. Uh, for sure, if they can find, uh, you know, a quarterback to, um, you know, to, to throw him the ball uh, the rest of the years uh, to come. So looking at his stats, 107 yards, uh, or 107 receptions, excuse me, for 1,161 yards and eight touchdowns. That's a really, really good season. So, you know, for a second season, um, definitely excited uh, about that. The lows, obviously, uh, Big Ben and his uh, performance and his play. At, at this age, um, you know, to, to see that decline over the last like two, three years, uh, for sure is a, is a low point. Um, another low point is obviously uh, just the struggle with our offensive line and the, the slow, the long time it, I guess it took for their development. And, you know, I, I think there's going to be some additional changes that's obviously going to be needed uh, next year for our O line. So that. You know, that was disappointing for sure um, for our team. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know what to say about the Steelers because they once Big Ben retires, are you really going to bring back, you know, Rudolph or Haskett? What What do you think? What do you I think, think is they're your- both. Well, I mean, they, they asked Tomlin about this and, you know, he didn't obviously... Uh, give any he didn't lean one way or the other I think he said basically Dwayne and Mason they'll be given an opportunity they've already been given an opportunity to compete and they'll continue to do that next year but he you know he also said the door is open and everything's on the table so they'll be looking potentially at free agency they'll be looking at the draft as well to find some someone young uh, but one thing for sure I know he wants for next year especially for Matt Canada's system, which, you know, he did bring back Matt Canada, uh, which a lot of people were, were, you know, ready for him to leave already uh, after the first year. Um, But, you know, one thing Tomlin said is that they're going to look for a quarterback who can uh, move, right? So someone who's mobile. Um, So that can be, you know, I don't know, Russell Wilson. That can be uh, a little bit of Garoppolo. That can be... You know, someone in the draft like Kenny Pickett. So we don't know exactly, but I think, you know, I it's I think it's safe to say in my eyes that Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, those aren't going to be the guys uh, that are starters for our team next year. They're not what Matt Canada wants uh, with his offense. I, I don't think they're they're what Tomlin wants either. Um, but you know, they can make the team and be a, a backup um, at this point. They're going to be looking elsewhere. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, I think Joe Burrows is going to have that division for at least until the Steelers get their mojo back. Hopefully it'll be fat, you know, quickly, (laughs) because I think that if you look at Cleveland, that's that's an experiment that's gone south. And then if you look at, at Baltimore, I don't know if, you know, they're capable of, of winning anymore because, you know, the whole thing with Lamar Jackson and I don't know. I think I think I look at Baltimore and I think a 500 team, you know, I, I don't know what happened this year, but 
I, I think that you know if you can beat Cincinnati, you can overtake that division again. Yeah, no, Cincinnati is the best. Uh, they're you know the top of the class at this point. We you know we're a long way away. I think at this point uh, for matching up with them, offensively and defensively, your defense is better than us right now. You know, uh, a lot of that had to, you know had to do with injuries for sure. And I think you know if Alu uh, uh, Alu, I think that's how he pronounce his name. If he comes back next year, uh, if Tuit you know took a year off this year, if he's able to come back next year. Um, those two guys can make a huge difference to our defense. We can get back to playing Steelers football on the defensive side, uh, but on the offensive side, you know we're a quarterback and an O line away uh, for sure. And, and even once we have that, there's still some time that's needed for chemistry and development. So uh, I don't think it's going to be immediate. Immediate. I think it's like a, a two, three year process if they can find the right person. Yeah, we'll definitely see what what they can accomplish with the draft and with free agency etc so uh the other blowout that we saw saturday night was the patriots bills so their final score was 17 to 47 and i don't know i don't even know where to start so i'll I'll let you kind of explain what went wrong saturday night in your view well I, you know, I, I predicted the Bills would win. Um, I think you did that. You know, you you did too. But and you see, you s- you gave the Patriots twenty six points. So why why mm-hmm. so high? Well, I, I thought they'd be able to do one. I thought they'd be able to run the ball more effectively. And I think the way the game went, the game got out of hand, out of hand a little bit, out of hand quickly. And it stopped them from doing that. So they had to kind of move away from their game plan. So, uh, but I thought in, in order for the uh, Patriots to have a chance, they needed to hold Josh Allen to like under 50 yards rushing. Uh, they didn't do that. Um, he let off the game with a huge run. Um, and I think he ended up scoring on that first drive as well. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he threw a, a touchdown. But he, he killed them with the legs in the first uh, two quarters. And I think the Patriots not being able to keep them contained, keep them in the pocket, from, you know, keep them from making plays out of the pocket. Um, and then credit to the Bills, too. And, you know, something I mentioned last week, the Bills have gone to running the ball uh, consistently now with Singletary. So Singletary ran really well um he got 16 carries finished with 81 yards and two touchdowns they stuck with the run they just didn't go back and pass all day long they really mixed the ball up well and uh for the Patriots, i thought the game just got out of hand quickly um the first two scores that they allowed was just all about josh allen and i still don't think the bills are necessarily a better team than the patriots i just think the Bills have Josh Allen. He's just so much better than anybody else on the field. Anytime he, you know, plays the game, so he's just such a huge difference maker. Uh, and you know, unfortunately, when they went up seven and didn't do anything with their first drive, and Bill scored again, um, and it was fourteen nothing. That you know, all that pressure went to uh, Mac Jones uh, instantly. Right, you had to kind of move away from Damian Harris a little bit. Um, change your game up and you know Mac at this point in his career being a rookie he wasn't 
you know, going to be prepared to play in that weather, especially with the limited amount of weapons that he has at receiver. And, you know, um, I think it was just too much to ask uh, to, for them to fall behind that quickly um, and by so much to, to catch back up. Well, I kind of I, I kind of look at this game holistically and it's, you know, when they when the Bills went up 14 nothing and we got the ball back and we were driving, I think there was one there was one uh, it was like fourth and one. And I don't know if you were in the middle in the middle of the field or it was a Patriots 40, I don't know. But, you know, fourth and one and you know your defense can't stop Josh Allen, just go for it. Just go for it. But in fourth and one, Bill decided to punt. And that right there showed me that he didn't trust Mike Jones. But then, giving, it, giving the ball back to Josh Allen, you know, he scored five touchdowns. We couldn't stop him. I don't think they punted maybe once, maybe. No, I, if they, didn't much, they didn't punt at all, right? So it's like, I think that he knew, you know, with the penalties, I mean, he knew he just, this team wasn't going to go anywhere. And I think the players themselves kind of, I don't think they were playing hard. I, I didn't see like any hustle. I didn't see Mac Jones and, and uh, Kendrick Burns were the only ones that I were given. I mean, Mac Jones, even though he had two interceptions, he played a great game. For, yeah, for a rookie, if he yeah, played a great exactly. game. So no, he, he's, he's he's not the problem at all. I no, think I don't think so fine. either. I don't think he's a problem. And the thing is that they're not gonna get a a WR one unless he's a veteran that's gonna go on the cheap. They just they didn't they didn't do it when Tom Brady was here. You think they're gonna do it for Mac Jones? Yeah, it, that's just false hope and. I saw that on on Twitter. I saw that on, you know, the talking heads. They were all like, oh, well, the Patriots need is a, a wide receiver number one. Someone to help Mac Jones. They haven't done it in 20 plus years. Do you think all of a sudden Bill is going to wake up and be like, you know, we need to draft a number one or we need to, like, get a number one free agent for somewhere. And, and I looked and there's... Believe me, the free agent market it's not it's not full of wide receivers number one. There isn't really a true number one that you can say, you know what, if he comes to this team, he's gonna be a matchmaker. The problem with the Patriots, it's on the defensive side. I think they're old, the linebackers are slow. Uh JC Jackson He's going to be a problem because he's probably going to get a franchise tag. You know, they have some old guards. The safety, McCordy, I think he's might be ready to retire. Hightower played horrible. I do feel like Christian Barmore, that he was definitely a good pick. He was a great pick, actually. But I don't think that he's enough. Yeah, you, you said it. The problem with the Patriots is going to be, in the long run, it's going to be their defense because, not just because they're old, but because they have Josh Allen right there in their conference. And Josh Allen, you know, is up for MVP potentially this year. I don't think he's going to get it, but he's going to be in that MVP conversation, 
you know, for the next 10 years. And that's something that the Patriots are going to have to figure out how to deal with. They haven't had to worry about that, you know, for the last like 20 years or so. Now they got a, a really competitive uh, team uh, and a ridiculous quarterback that is, is really tough to contain. Um, and they're going to have to figure out how to deal with him, you know, on defense um, for the next, you know, seven, ten years or whatever. Because Josh Allen, like I said, it's not that Buffalo's team is that great. I, th- I do think they're good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, even though they're on their side, they're a good team. But if you were to put Josh Allen on the Steelers or Josh Allen anywhere, you know, he's going to carry, I think, most teams to the playoffs because I think he's just that good. Um, I, just the things that he can do out, you know, again, with his legs and then his, you know, to be, to be able to throw the ball. Um, can you, I mean, I just imagine if, if, if they were to have another receiver, receiving option outside of Stephon Diggs, how, you know, the, the type of numbers he would, he would put up. He's already putting up 300 yards passing, you know, threw up five touchdowns this game. But imagine if he had some more weapons, he'd be almost unstoppable. So I think for the Patriots, um, they got to focus uh, on the defensive side of the ball uh, to get much younger, like you said, and get better and come up with a better game plan to slow Allen down. And only then, I think, can you focus uh, and shift your focus to offense to say, okay, what can we do to score points? Uh, How can we help out Matt Jones on the offensive side? No, I agree. I mean, Stefan Diggs didn't even have a great game. He had no Mm -hmm. touchdowns. He had three receptions, 60 yards. He was... He was pedestrian. He didn't even, you know, have a good game. But everyone else in the team had one catch, two catch. That tight end Knox had two TDs. The answer is Josh Allen. If you figure out how to stop Josh Allen, you're going to beat the Bills and you're going to take the division back. But, you know, it all comes down to what, who they're going to draft and who they're going to bring in i know that they already spent a lot of that money free agent money this year so i know they're going to be tight next year but again if you draft well you shouldn't have to worry about doing this whole spending spree all the time so it's going to be it's going to be interesting what they do um from here on out and you know and going back to like looking at this team holistically to be honest, this team wasn't really that good. This is one of those, you know, lamb to the wolves type deal. It was just the Patriots made it. They they had a weak schedule. They beat teams. They beat the Titans who, you know, they were dressing anybody off the street. It wasn't even a complete team by then by the, when they played them. So it was, you know, it was basically a lot of smoke and mirrors for the Patriots. They went on that streak, but it was, again, against not really good teams and it was just they were just not really a playoff contending team yeah that's true but you know at the same time you just have to play the hand that you're dealt so it's not their fault that the teams they went against may not have been a hundred percent they still took care of business when they needed to i think you know you and i both had them having successful season i think this year was a success uh, but, you know, I think we both also thought this is something to build upon. This wasn't going to be the end scenario and an end case for the Patriots. They still have a lot of room to grow. 
Um, there's still a lot of positions that they need to get better and younger at. Um, you know, and, and I think these both both the teams we just talked about, the Steelers and the Patriots, they're kind of in the same boat. You found your quarterback. We need to find ours. At the same time, there's other holes we need to fix. And, you know, there's other teams within our, our division that has taken over, if you will. Bills uh, in your division, Cincinnati in ours. And we got to figure out how to get back to competing with those teams. Not necessarily just winning off the bat, because I do think it's going to take a couple years to do that. But competing uh, with the Buffalo Bills, the Patriots need to focus on. They gave up 47 points. Um and the Bills didn't play a perfect game, you know, but that it goes to show you how how unbelievably good, talented the, the Bills are and how dangerous they are, um, you know, in the playoffs. And that's why I, I chose them to, to go to the Super Bowl, because I knew this is what they can do, what they're capable of doing at any point. It's just, can they put everything together and, and play like they did? Well, I've I already, you know... I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think this was a successful season. I think that the making the playoffs was great, but that doesn't mean you had a successful season. I mean, you got beat by 30 points in the playoffs. Probably the largest margin from what I read ever in Bill Belichick since being at the Patriots. I don't think that that left. I think that left a bad taste. You know, in people's mouth, they were like, what? But, you know, they got a lot accomplished as far as, you know, making Mac Jones progress through the season. Exactly. That's the success I'm talking about. You just gave a rookie not just regular season experience, but playoff experience that's going to stick with him, you know, for the rest of his career. Um, He was obviously, you know, extremely talented, really poised. But look at his growth throughout the season. Look how well he did learning a, you know, a new playbook and working with your offensive coordinator. And I, I think it's a successful season um, you know, Listen, in terms when, of what they were able to do. When you go one and three in December and then you get blown out in the playoff, that's not a successful season. That's You had a good season, but then you fucked it all up at the end of the year. It's... That's no, that I'm sorry, I'm not ready to accept that. I think great for Mac Jones as an individual, but as a team, no, it's not. That's not good, you know. And I, I would, I think Steve texted this the other day. I know he was maybe angry, but he was like, "I'd rather not them not make the playoffs if they're gonna be beaten up like this." And you know what? I kind of agree with him. Why, why even make the playoffs if you're gonna get beat by thirty? Not even gonna show up. Because experience makes the, the biggest difference. You might look at it, we just got blown out. You're angry. And it, sure, it's it's natural to be angry with the result. But just think about next year and the the, the added experience Mac Jones is going to have, and that team's going to have, to know, hey, the regular season, winning is important. But when you get to the right, to the, to the playoff, you know, you got to come, you know, you got to be at 100%. You got to continue to bring it because it just gets harder um and for him to have that experience I, th- I think that is something to build upon like i said you know i think we all thought no matter what you say we all thought that the patriots were going to be in the playoffs but they were going to be a you know an early exit that's exactly what happened so 
they met our expectations, I think. It's just they got blown out, like you said, unfortunately. Uh, but again, that, you know, it, I think we should be giving more credit to the Bills than, um, you know, and how good they can be and how, you know, how good of a team they are uh, versus then just bashing on the Patriots at this point. Well, you can you can say, listen, the Bills are going to hopefully make the Super Bowl and win it all. And I would say that the Bills was a, a bad matchup for the Patriots. But then again, when you look at the landscape of who made the playoffs, I don't think, you know, any other team would be a good matchup for the Patriots. I think they were just a bad team. I think the Chiefs would have done the same. I think Tennessee would maybe it would have been closer, but it's just, again, this was just an appetizer and you don't get full of appetizers it's just there it's just there for you to order and then go to the main course so yeah so i'm already on to 2022 let's just leave it at that uh the other team that actually handled their business was the tampa bay buccaneers they beat the eagles 31 to 15 and we we kind of knew that this was going to be, they weren't really going to put up uh, any resistance. You had a 31 to 17. I had them 24 to 10. And uh, that's exactly what happened. They just, they just beat them. They, for some reason, Philadelphia was a running team. They decided not to run the team, not to run the ball, right? Yeah, um, but they also got down early too. They were, you know, before you blinked, it was fourteen nothing, and they kind of had to move away from that. They start. They they're a team that normally starts slow. I think for whatever reason, um, you know, they didn't let Jalen Hurts go. Um, you know, they didn't let him run the ball and do things that he would be comfortable at to start the game. Um, and you know, it was quickly. What was it? 30, 31 to nothing before uh, Philly scored. So. Bucks won this pretty easily. I thought it would be an easy game, and I, you know, I like you said, I predicted 31-17, but the game being out of control—that's exactly, you know, what happened. I think the Eagles were just outmatched. Um, they're a, a decent team, but they're a nine and eighteen. So, you know, the Bucks are the defending Super Bowl champions. They were thirteen and four. Um, these are just the complete polar opposites of, uh, you know, in terms of talent uh, with these teams. So. You know, I, I think it was a good first run for the Bucks. Things from here on out, though, is going to get much more challenging, obviously, uh, as they get deeper in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the at the game log, it was fourteen nothing in the first quarter, then it was seventeen nothing in the second quarter, then it was thirty one nothing in the third quarter, and by that time, you know, the game was over. And even though Philadelphia had scored fifteen in the fourth quarter. It was, you know, it was almost like they had the JV team for Tampa. I, and I kept I kept looking at the clock and I was like, why isn't Tom Brady like or sitting in the bench? Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way that the Eagles are going to put up 31 points or more in the limited time that they had. So, yeah, they, they definitely took care of business. Now, on the flip side... They are gonna come. They are gonna welcome in the LA Rams, and they definitely took care of business against the Cardinals. Do you want 
to kind of summarize what happened in that Monday night game? A beatdown. I mean, that's the easiest way to summarize. I had this game wrong, completely wrong, because uh, I did have an upset here as well. Um, I thought the Cardinals would just, you know, for whatever, I thought they would show out, and I, I didn't have faith in the Rams. I, specifically, I didn't have faith in Matthew Stafford, and uh, they just went out and, you know, beat down the Cardinals. Um so, you know, the better team won. Um, so I think this will be a good matchup, you know, this week for sure uh, with the Rams uh, at Tampa Bay. Now, I picked the Rams to make it all the way to the Super Bowl. So I do want them. I do need them to win this game against the Bucks. Right now, the Bucks are favored by three points with a 49 point over and under. Um and let me just quickly say that the Cardinals, first of all, I don't trust Kingsbury at all. I don't. I just don't trust him at all. But the way that Kyler Murray played, I was like, "What? who is this guy? It was like they switched bodies for some reason. This was not the same guy that we were like possible MVP candidate. What, what happened? Can you even try to explain what happened to Kyler Murray? Well, I, I'm not going to completely bash on him. I'm going to, you know, I will give him some, you know, credit. You know, he didn't have his weapons out there, you know, and, and when, since they lost Hopkins, he hasn't been the same. But I will say this, and I've said, talked, you know, we've had this discussion before. Players like Kyler Murray, players like Tua in Miami, they can do some spectacular things with their feet and make some great plays uh, throwing the ball, you know, uh, you know, off of broken plays. But when it comes to winning consistently and winning in the playoffs, I think you're going to struggle with those type of quarterbacks. Kyler Murray is like five eight, five seven, five eight, um, and you know, it takes a lot for him. You know, he needs to have a lot of weapons. Obviously, he needs to have some time to make uh, throws. And he needs to be able to you know, have a clean pocket. If you put any sort of pressure on him, you know, you get your hands up where he can't really see. Uh, you know, obviously, you take away his weapons. He's going to struggle, and that's exactly you know what happened with him. So he's a great player, phenomenal athlete, can do amazing things, like I said. He wouldn't be the quarterback I want you know, on my team. Because I, I do think he's gonna he's gonna be a little bit limited, you know, when you face really really good teams, um, unfortunately. So, um, but it's you know he still had a good season, you know for sure. He took the team to the playoffs. I didn't think they were gonna make it to the playoffs. So, you know, obviously Kingsbury's job is safe. Uh, at least I think so. You never know t- today, but um, I think he'll be safe. Um, and, you know, hopefully they can figure out, like, how to improve, like, next year, given, you know, his, some of his limitations. I don't know. I mean, he still had Kirk. He still had Connor. Yeah, Hopkins wasn't there, but, you know, he still had Ertz. I don't know. It was it was just a weird game. It was like, this was not the Calamari that we saw all season. Running from defense, throwing on the run. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, you know, give him any excuses. He just didn't perform. I don't know if he had the jibs, what happened. 
but, but he does this and this is what i was saying before like he, he if you go back to last year he did the same thing he would have two three games where you're like wow he's amazing and then the next game you just come out and just like not do anything at all and looked horrible you know because teams figure out okay i need to keep him in the pocket you know prevent him from making a huge play with his legs and you know at the same time get some pressure on him and not allow his receivers just to to have all the time in the world to get open teams were able to figure him out from time to time um and that's why i thought he was you know that's where some of the inconsistency showed up when i looked at him uh last year and you know i i don't you know don't get me wrong i think he can still grow and become a better player i just don't think uh you know, he's a player that can lead a team into the Super Bowl, um, you know, without having significant uh, changes on your roster, like even like more changes, more improvement with your weapons and your O-line and your defense and all that other stuff. Um, I don't think he can carry a team by himself at all. I think he's just, like I said, limited uh, just, by, just, just by his size and, you know, what he can do throwing the ball. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought that this year because, you know, he had, you know, Connor and Kirk and he I, and they, they they picked up A.J. Green and they they traded for Ertz. And it was, I mean, this team was loaded offensively and you got Kyler Murray and Hopkins. I mean, I know he, he got hurt, injured late in the year, but I mean, I, I felt like this team had enough weapons that they can compete with the likes of, you know, the, the Rams, the Bucks, the Green Bay. But I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would have to do like a breakdown of what happened. But you know, I don't have time for that. So, Tampa Bay against the Rams. What do you, what say you? What, what do you predict is going to happen? So, uh, I mean, I'm going to go back to the first game. Uh, I believe they played in L.A. and the Rams uh, took it to the Bucks a little bit. They they won by ten. It was 34 to 24. But there was a lot of punting going on, uh, especially early on on the Bucks side. Brady couldn't get anything going uh, at all offensively. Um, I think this game is com- going to be completely different. To be honest with you, um, I think. The Bucks are going to be able to keep pace with the Rams. I do think the, unlike the first game, the Bucks defense is healthy, um, and they're going to be able to slow uh, the Rams down. I think they'll be able to put a lot of pressure on uh, Matthew Stafford. And unlike the first game, um, and unlike uh, last week's game, Stafford's going to have a, an interception or two uh, or a fumble. You know, at some point, he's going to have some turnover. Uh, this game that's going to cost them. So um, I see the Bucks winning. Um, I, I see them winning. Uh, I, I'm, my score, I'm going to give them like 33 to uh, like 27. So are they going to go over the over and under that they predict for? How many points do you have? You have them uh, with 50, 60 points total? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I think this one. I actually see a defensive battle between Tampa and LA. I actually have them. I still have LA winning. It's gonna go back and forth. I think Tom Brady is due for some mistakes. Stafford. 
I mean, I think the like the meat is waiting for him to fuck up. They just like, and he dying that monkey on his back anytime now. And I think that because he has such a clean game against the Cardinals, they kind of backed up. But I think that they're both gonna have some interceptions. I think it's gonna be a defensive battle. And I I I do see the Rams pulling this one off like a twenty-one to twenty-four kind of score. Um, I just I just feel like this is gonna be all about defense, and you know the Rams. This is why they got that guy from Denver. This is why they got. I mean, the Weddle was back on the field. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Did they really need him? Yeah, they lost. Uh, I think they lost like. Uh two of their safeties or something like that so i mean the rams again the cardinals they struggled a lot so you can't look at that game and say your defense is going to be spectacular against the bucks it's two completely different teams so you know i I think the bucks are going to be able to score even like when they played shitty like i said the first time the bucks still put up 24 points um, I think, like I said, the game, you know, this time around, the Bucks are going to get things moving. So that, to me, they're going to score in the 30s. Unlike the first game, I think the Bucks' defense is extremely healthy. And the Rams, while they'll be able to score, I think they're going to, you know, it'd be, it'd be a little bit more of a struggle for sure uh, than that first game. And certainly they're going to receive much, uh, have a much harder time. Uh, scoring than they did against the Cardinals last week. See, I know that the Rams got an acres back and they have Sonny Michel. And I know that Tampa Bay, the run defense is, you know, one of the best in the league. But, you know, I just, they're going to stick to that running game. And if that running game is working, I can see Stafford doing that play action thing because, you know, that offense doesn't work, really work. Though. Well, we don't. It, it, it's, this it's is why they play. This is why they play. We it, it thought never that works. it never works. Uh, you, you, you can't run against the Bucks. It just can't. You can't do it. I mean, you go back and look at like any game, even you know, even with their injuries, they're just very tough to run against. And now that they're healthy, you know, I, I don't see the Rams being able to run with any sort, of, you know, any type of success uh, at all. I think Stafford's going to have to throw fifty times. Uh, this week to even keep the game close, I think he's going to have to throw in the in, you know fifty something times, um, you know, just like Brady did the first week uh, or the first time they met. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to have to throw a lot because the running game is isn't going to work at all, uh, and and at some point he's going to make a mistake. Unfortunately for you know for him, um, the Bucks defense is good. You know, they don't get a lot of credit for how good they are. Uh, but but they're really good, and if uh, if Tom can you know put a little bit of pressure, um, you know by scoring some early points against the Rams, they you know they should be able to, in my opinion, uh, win win this game. Yeah, I still think that the Rams have a better offense and a better defense, and not just a better defense, but a defense that if you, if they can get ahead by a touchdown. They gonna they gonna rush, you know. Aaron Donald is gonna take one or two people to, with him, and I think Tampa Bay is down a lineman, aren't they? Offensive lineman, right? 
they had two guys get hurt. One came back. I think they actually both came back. One eventually uh, went out for the rest of the game. So we'll see how, you know, what the uh, injury report looks like uh, this week. Uh, There's a good chance I think he plays, though. Yeah, because I know when I was watching the game, he left with a high ankle sprain. I don't know. You know, those usually you can come back from. I think, well, if you tape it and you rest it and you do the rice method, I think you can come back. But are you guys, are the Tampa Bay going to have Leonard Fournette for this game? Um, I would assume he's playing, yes. I think he's going to be back and playing. What about Ronald Jones? That one I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to suit up. He didn't suit up this past week. Um, so your guess is as good as, as mine is whether or not he plays. It would be nice to have him, but I think they'd have enough if Fournette plays and if they, you know, they use some of the other guys as well, uh, Giovanni, you know, and the rest of the, the, uh, the backfield. They'll be okay. All right, well, this one we definitely don't agree on the final outcome. Um, so we'll have to watch and see. What is your estimation? Because this is a Sunday. This is going to be a Sunday game, right? Right. What about the Green Bay-San Francisco game? What's your estimation on that game? That Because right now, if you if we look at this, Green Bay is favored by six with a 47-point over and under. Yeah, this one's a little bit tough because San Fran usually plays Green Bay really well. And I think San Fran at this point, you know, they're a good team and they know what the formula is to winning. I think the problem is still going to be a little bit of uh, Garoppolo because he almost, he, it felt like he was trying to give that game away um, against Dallas with some of the mistakes he made. Um I, you know, I do see Green Bay winning. I think they'll take care of business. Um, I think for them, having a week off is going to help. You know, I think with some teams like Tennessee, which we'll get to, I think if, you know, having a week off can hurt hurt you. But I think with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and his leadership, I think they'll, you know, they'll they'll be able to get things going, um, and they'll beat San Francisco. Uh, you know, I don't want to say easily, but I, I I do think they'll they'll win by like ten points. So uh, I'm going to predict it's going to be like a, a, and I don't know what the weather is. Uh, come, it's going to um, be uh, seven. It's going to be nine degrees, something like that. But no, I'm sorry, it's going to be twenty three degrees. But then it's going to go down to two degrees. Yeah, I, I'm going to say it's like a. It's going to be like a twenty eight to seventeen game. Green Bay winning. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually say that Green Bay scores 35 points and San Francisco scores 17. So I'm actually going to agree with you with the San Francisco with the Niners score but I think Green Bay run up, runs up the score only because you know San Francisco is more of a running team. They're not really a throwing team and I think that Garoppolo is good for one or two interceptions a game. But again this is no, I guess nobody wants to play the Niners, right? Because they're the, like, they're the wild card team that you can actually see winning three games in a row, right? I can't. Not, you know, I don't see them winning three in a row. Um, I saw them beating Dallas, yes. 
because again, Dallas is one of those teams like you can talk forever about how good they are when you get to the playoffs. You got to show me something. Um, but they're not going to go out and beat Green Bay or beat Tampa or the Rams and make a way into the Super Bowl. I just don't see that happening. I know if they've done that years ago, you know, way back in the day. Um, but it's I don't think it's going to happen this year. Now, San Francisco, I know that they they were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, right? And they got beat by Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Was Kyle Shanahan the coach then? I don't think so. Um, I can't remember. I don't know if it was him or if it was uh, Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so. I. It wasn't. I don't know. Now I need to go back in and look. And again, it's not to say Garoppolo is not a good quarterback. I just don't think they have enough pieces on their team um, to to win three, four games. You know, against playoff, you know, caliber teams. Um, you know, they got a couple good, you know, really good players on offense for sure, and their defense isn't, you know, it's pretty good as well uh, with Bosa. But I just don't think to compete with Green Bay, especially. And Aaron Rodgers, um, that I can see them getting past them uh, at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see them losing this game. I just don't see them. They're not a you know because they're not a high scoring game and a high, not high scoring team. Uh, I just don't see them competing with Green Bay. Uh, the other game on Saturday is the Bengals Titans game. Now the Bengals, the Titans are favored by three and a half points, uh, with a forty-seven over and under. Now you, you have high hopes for the Cincinnati team, but do you think that they can beat the Titans? I do, um, and I think this, you know, I was saying before about having a week off, how it can hurt you. I think this is, this is going to potentially hurt. Tennessee because if you go back to the season again Tennessee's a team that you know had they, they weren't always playing well they kind of got things going towards the end of the season but the worst thing to have happen uh, is to like start to get things going and then have to go on a break which is what happened and, that, and not only are you going on a break with having a week off but now you have to you know indoctrinate uh, you know Derrick Henry back into your offense to figure out how, how are you going to use him you know, um, and foreman at the same time. So, you know, I, I just, I think what's going to happen, and because Cincinnati's been clicking, like, on all heels, right, at this point, they've played all these, you know, won all these games in a row, and they look like things are, are moving. I, You know, I, I think it's going to take a little, you know, like a quarter or maybe a, a quarter and a half before they're able to get things going. And by then, um, you know, the Bengals are going to kind of take control of the game, unfortunately. And I think had this game been played last week, it might be a different story. Um, but I think the week off uh, is going to uh, hurt hurt the Titans. So I'm, I'm going to go with the, the Bengals in this one. And if you uh, if you want to score, I want to I'm going to say the Bengals. You know, I don't trust Tennessee's defense whatsoever. So I think the Bengals will put up you know about 30 points. 
Um, I'll give them 30 points, and I'll give Tennessee uh, like 23 points. You know, I I like Cincinnati. I think they have real weapons, but I don't think that they're going to score 30 points. I think that this is going to be probably the mo the closest game of the of the whole entire weekend. I think Tennessee is going to keep this a low scoring game as much as possible. So when they have the ball, I can see them just working that clock whether it's Derrick Henry, whether it's the other running backs, you know, whether it's AJ Brown, uh, I just don't see them, you know, going for the quick strike like Cincinnati. I don't see that. So I think that Joe Burrow is going to watch from the sidelines and think to himself, man, if I was out there, I would be just throwing it to Jamar Chase all the time. And I just don't see that happening. Even though. Tennessee, even I think Tennessee with this week off have a lot have made up a plan to keep the defense out there when whenever Cincinnati Bengals is out there. So I I, I don't see them scoring 30 points. I see them scoring maybe 21-17. I'm gonna go with, with that as the final score. I think Tennessee is gonna win it 21-17. I think that it's gonna be they're gonna frustrate Cincinnati I don't I'm not a big believer in Zach Taylor I know he went around giving footballs to all the bars and all this stuff and you know I think that's that's great hey the fans are who they make the team but I don't trust him and this is a really big game I mean if they win this game they can go on to the you know AFC championship I don't think that Cincinnati is ready, so I'm gonna give them 21 to 17 Tennessee winning this game. Uh, this is this is the the game of the of the weekend. So Buffalo against Kansas City. You know Buffalo is feeling have that revenge feeling in their head they just they just chomping at the bit so what you know what say you is buffalo gonna make it all the way to the championship game i think so uh, i have them in the super bowl so i think they'll they're gonna this is the this is the team they need to get past and you know i even if they do get past the chiefs i think if they have to face the Bengals, it's not going to be a, a layup at all um but I think this is going to be a, a bigger challenge, obviously, than than uh, the Patriots. Um, you know, Kansas City is the real deal. They can score at will. They have things going right now. So um, I think Buffalo's defense is going to have to step up for sure and limit Kansas City, you know, to 23, 24, 25 points, somewhere in that area. Uh, if, it, if it gets into the 30s, and I, I think, you know, as good as Josh Allen is, um, I don't, you know, I don't think that's the game you, you know, you want him playing um, and having to, to, to win, to win the game. Um, I do think Josh Allen is going to be the, the best quarterback out in the field. I know before I, you know, I had Mahomes as the best quarterback in the league, but 
you know, Josh Allen and what I've seen with him this year uh, and last year, the last couple of years, I'm ready to make him the best quarterback in, in the NFL uh, ahead of, you know, Rodgers and Brady and Mahomes and everybody else. Um, and I think he's going to make a huge difference um, in this game. So I'm going to pick the Bills to win because they're, they're, you know, they're the team I have in the Super Bowl. And uh, I want to give the, the Bills a, a 28 to 24 victory. This is the closest game of the weekend. Uh, Vegas has um, has Kansas City favored by one and a half with the 55 points over and under. Um, I don't know. I, I like, first of all, I like Buffalo. I think Buffalo's, Buffalo needs to win this game. If they want to establish themselves, I'm not going to go as far as you and give and crown Josh Allen the best quarterback in the league because to me, he hasn't won anything yet. So if he goes against Kansas City, because I think right now you don't want Josh Allen to be pressing, right? Because Josh, if Buffalo falls behind like they did against the Bucks, you know, at halftime and they came back and they tied that game. You know, I think that that is the template for Buffalo. I think that they need to play like they played against the Bucks, but actually do it for both halves, not just one. So I I like this game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game because I don't really trust the Kansas City defense that much. I'm going to go with a 33-31 Buffalo winning this game. All right, so we both have Buffalo getting over the hump at this point. And uh, going into Arrowhead, uh, I think it's still called Arrowhead, right, in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, going into their stadium and winning. And that's not no e- that's not an easy feat, right? That's going to be a real – it's a challenging place to play in Kansas City. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really high on Josh Allen. I think this is the year he gets it done. Um you know, and I think people are going to start to re- realize that, you know, I think they've already realized he's a great quarterback, but I think, uh, you know, this will be the norm. Like what he did against the Patriots running and, and throwing, that'll just be the norm. And uh, he's going to be a pain in the uh, in Andy Reid's uh, side this week. Well, let's, let's play devil's advocate. Let's say that the Buffalo, they don't win this game. Why do you think that Buffalo loses this game? Um, a, a lot of not containing Josh Allen again, letting him getting out of the, get out the pocket, and at the same time, um, Mahomes. I think you know, as good as he's been over the last few weeks, he's still throwing interceptions every now and then. Right, he threw a pick against the Steelers. I think uh, Mahomes is could potentially make a really bad throw or two um, if he gets some pressure, if the Bills are able to get some pressure on him. And um, that might lead to a crucial mistake. Um, so I think they'll be in the game the entire time. No, but uh, I, I what I'm asking you is, you know, to play devil's advocate and say, let's say hypothetically that the Kansas City wins. Why yeah. did Why did Kansas City win? And Buffalo lose. Yep. They, I, I would guess, 
that Buffalo did not stick with the run like they've done the last five or six games, and they're not giving Singletary the ball, you know, 20 plus times or so, you know, touches. Um, I would say they, for whatever reason, moved away from that approach. Um, that, that to me, would be the only reason, uh, unless their defense didn't show up at all. And just, you know, Kansas City's able to move the ball up and down the field like they did against Pittsburgh. But I think the Buffalo Bills defense is much better than the Steelers defense. So I, I think Bills can have a little bit of success, you know, and keep the, the Chiefs under 30 points, like I was saying. Um, yeah, if, if the Bills lose, I think it's a combination of different things happening. I, I think that if the Bills end up losing, it's because... They decided, number one, I, I think, number one, they fell behind. Number two, for some reason, Josh Allen didn't run with the ball, and he ended up throwing 50 times. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that if if you don't play defense, if you fall behind, and then you let Josh Allen throw the ball, instead of doing what he does, running with the ball and finding people outside the pocket, you know, then you know that the Buffalo Bills didn't stick to the game plan to but what's been working, basically, right? Right. So, yeah. So, I, I definitely feel like this is going to be Buffalo's week. Um, and I, you know, as much as I hate Kansas City, I, 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 do, I do want Buffalo to win this game. Yeah, I was just going back to the Patriots game and Josh Allen only threw... 25 times he was 21 of 25 for 308 yards and five touchdowns that goes to show you to me and you know and again Kansas City is a different beast for sure they're going to put more pressure um, you know scoring wise against the Bills but it goes to show you the Bills can still put up 40 points you know with Josh throwing let you know 25 or less if they if and this is a big if and they've done it again these past five weeks or so if they commit and stick to the running game um, and give Singletary the ball, you know, give McKenzie a few ca- you know, carries, uh, give Matt Moss a, a carry or two if he needs it. If they stick with the running game, you know, um, I think you know, they, they'll be fine. If they, if they go and throw 50, 60 times and don't run the ball at all, they may, may still win, uh, but they'll have much harder time I think winning with that approach alright well this might be this might be the weekend that we actually see this games at a, at a bar I don't know I don't know what, what's going on Saturday but we might we might have to go to uh, uh, Park Pizza and, and, and watch this game maybe because Sunday, Sunday is going to be Sunday's NBC and then CBS. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Definitely, you know, down to, to the top eight. So next week, the final four. And then we'll, we'll definitely. Well, let's quickly just quickly because I, I gave you the season score for our teams and I keep in mind that I started I started accumulating go keeping score in week two but the final score out of possible 24 points you got 17 and a half and I got 16 points 
So you won uh, by a, by a point and a half. And the reason why you won, because it was pretty tight all the way to week 15. After week 15, you basically had, was picking every team correctly. You got one and a half, one and a half, one and a half. And I was just all over the place. And coincidentally, that was when the pages were not winning. Losing. Right. Not winning at all. So so that's yeah. when I knew. That's when I knew. I was like, this is not the team that I was hoping it would be. So, yeah. So, I, you I, know, I'm short of calling them frauds because a lot of people will call them frauds. They weren't frauds. They were just, you know, they were just not a good team. That's all. Yeah, and I, well, one, I think going back to like how we did our performance this year, I think we both, um, I think we were very good with what we expected from the team. I think we called it correctly. Yeah. Um, we knew our teams really well, is what I'm trying to say. Um, again, I, I'm going to disagree with you and say I think the Patriots played exactly as what I thought they would play the entire season in terms of their record. Uh, and, I, and I, you know, in terms of the playoff, they played exactly as I thought they would play in terms of the playoff. I thought they would be one and out, regardless of who they played, because they needed these type of games and this type of experience. And they, they are a year, two, three years away um, from making, uh, pl- you know, playoff runs. Um, you know, so I think the season is a success uh, because it could have went a lot different with a rookie quarterback. You, can, you know, you can go four and whatever. You know, four and you know, thirteen or four and fourteen, whatever the, the record it would be. Um, they didn't do that, right? They they switched to a rookie after letting go of Cam, and they still made the playoffs. So I think that is a success for them. Uh, and I think you know, next year they'll be able to go out there and compete again and, and have a chance to make the playoffs again. And then uh, we'll see what they can do. You know, same with the Steelers as well. I think we'll be in the playoff mix again next year. Regardless of who our quarterback is, you know, I think we'll find somebody for next year. Hopefully it's somebody for the next 10 years, not just next year. And uh, we'll be in the mix as well next year. All right. Well, like we said early in the podcast, we're we're shutting that door. No more Patriots or Steelers talk. It's on. It's now. It's on to the final eight, final four, final two. And then we'll we'll talk some more playoff football. Uh, so we'll end it there. We'll we'll see you. We'll hear you or hear us next week when we have the final score. Go Bucks! Go everybody! Peace. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.